All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Orioles 7-6 to in 11 innings on Tuesday night at the stadium, ending their three-game losing streak, ending what had been two straight losses to the Orioles in the last two times they played them, and a much-needed win in what was yet another close game, another battle against the last-place Orioles, a team the Yankees just can't seem to beat with any ease, a team they continue to blow leads against. They blew a lead against them on Monday night. They blow a 3-0 lead to them. On Tuesday night, uh, but they battle back to overcome what was a two-run deficit in the seventh, what was a one-run deficit in the eleventh, to eventually win the game. And uh, before the game, you find out or you knew that Chad Green's done for the year, Tommy John surgery, Araldis Chapman goes on the injured list with an Achilles injury. Whether or not it's real, he had an MRI, was negative, so it's probably just a combination of him sucking and possibly being a little hurt. But you knew those two were going to be unavailable, and Green will most likely never pitch for the Yankees again. And then you've got Chapman, who's out. Then you've got Josh Donaldson, who gets suspended for one game, but is also on the COVID list. So he can't serve his suspension yet because he's on the COVID list, and he's sick, so he's unavailable. Joey Gallo's on the COVID list, unavailable. Kyle Agashioka on the COVID list, unavailable. Not that you're really, oh shit, the Yankees don't have Kyle Agashioka, what are they going to do? But just a bunch of guys unavailable. Then right before the game starts, DJ LeMahieu gets scratched with a wrist problem, which you never want to hear. Never, never, never want to hear about a wrist problem. And, and LeMahieu, it's not surprising that he might have a wrist problem, considering, uh, you know, he hasn't been that great this year. He's had, you know, he had a good start to the season. Hasn't been good of late. He had the grand slam on the Yankee Stadium porch job to right field on Saturday against the White Sox. But overall, he's just been kind of blah. Um, and then during the game, Stanton gets removed with what is later reported as a calf injury that needs an MRI on Wednesday. So that's not good, considering if you go back to 2019, Stanton played in 18 games that season with a myriad of injuries, one of them being a calf injury. In 2020 spring training, he injured his calf and would have missed months if the season had started on time. So not good that a guy with a history of calf injuries now has a calf injury that's requiring an MRI on Wednesday. So the Yankees without Green, they're out Chapman, they're out Donaldson, they're out Gallo, without Gashioka, now without LeMahieu, Stanton gets pulled. Everything that was going so right for this team going into this past weekend is not going that way anymore. You know, entering Tuesday night, they lost three straight in four or five. They lost their last two games against the Orioles, going back to last last week, and then the Monday night loss. They had Cole pitched horribly on Monday. Yes, he went eight innings. Yes, he didn't walk a batter. Yes, he struck out 11. He also gave him five fucking runs. And then you have Tuesday's game with Jordan Montgomery pitching, who the Yankees never score runs for, going against Bruce Zimmerman of the Orioles, who the Yankees never score against ever. You have J.P. Sears for the Yankees making his first start in the majors on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, the team would be going to the Trop for four games to see the Rays for the first time this season at a place they never win, against a team they never beat in the Aaron Boone era. The, everything setting up really badly for the Yankees to piss away everything they built with their hot start. In a week, they were going potentially from being compared to the 1998 Yankees to being in second place. And that's still on the table. You don't know what J.P. Sears is going to give them on Wednesday. You don't know what's going to happen at the Trop this weekend. But in Tuesday's game, they get off to a 3 nothing lead on three solo home runs, one from Anthony Rizzo, one from Glaber Torres, one from Jose Trevino, his second home run of the season. He now has more home runs than Aaron Hicks. <laughs> and the Yankees have a 3-0 lead, and you're thinking, okay, they can 
tack on a couple more. Montgomery's pitching well. Cruise to a win against the Orioles. What you should do when you play against the Orioles. But that's what I was thinking the night before when Cole fucked everything up. So then come the fifth, Montgomery gives up a run to make it 3-1. And then in the seventh, it's still 3-1. And he gives up a leadoff Yankee Stadium porch job home run. And he gets pulled. And he's only at 88 pitches, but he's getting pulled for Michael King. So you're thinking, okay, you sh- probably should let Montgomery stay in. It's, it wasn't... It's a home, it's the type of home run that's not a home run anywhere else. It's the type of play where if Judge has a few more feet, he makes the catch. Not exactly a second deck shot, but he's only at 88 pitches, and this continues to happen with Montgomery, where the the leash at him is so short, he gets pulled right away. So he gets pulled, and Michael King comes in. You're thinking, okay, well at least it's Michael King. He's fucking awesome. But now he's not so awesome, and Michael King has turned back into Michael King. The guy who, you know, came up with the Yankees a couple years ago wasn't really any good. Was pretty good as a reliever, awful as an opener, really bad as a starter, trying to find his way. And, okay, this year he was off to this fantastic start. The talk about how Corey Kluber showed him how to throw the sweeping slider, blah, blah, blah. Corey Kluber showed him how to throw the slider, didn't make him Corey Kluber. Not close. King's been really bad lately, and he was really, really, really bad on Tuesday, giving up three runs on a home run, two hits, a walk just fucking imploding. And by the time that inning was over, the Orioles led 5-3 to three in a game they trailed 3-1 to one going into the inning. So for the second straight day, the Yankees allow a four spot in one inning to the Orioles. Just unacceptable. And now if King's not any good, the Yankees are in real fucking trouble. Because if you think back to a week ago, they had Clay Holmes, who's awesome, Michael King, who's awesome, Chad Green, who's always solid, Jonathan Loisega, Miguel Castro, Araldis Chapman, Wandy Peralta, Lucas Lickey. But now you've got Wandy Peralta, who's like, okay, he can be, you know, somewhat trustworthy given his repertoire, his arsenal, what he can do. Lucas Lickey, same type of thing, gets soft contact. But you don't want to ever really see those two in the highest of leverage situations. Miguel Castro, who has the stuff to pitch in high leverage situations, except most of the time he doesn't know where the fuck the ball's going. Araldis Chapman, who's just been really bad now for a calendar year. Jonathan Lewisaga has been a disaster. Chad Green's done. He's Tommy John surgery. Michael King is now not any good. That leaves Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes and Clark Schmidt, who the Yankees never want to pitch. It's like he's the mascot of the team. Just sits in the bullpen, never pitches because Aaron Boone needs him in case they need a fucking long man. The chance that you're going to need a long man with this rotation is very slim. One start this season, they need a long man. That was the cold start in Detroit where he couldn't get out of the second inning and Clark Schmidt came in and did a great job. So one game all season... One out of 43 games, they need a long man, so you're just holding on to the top pitching prospect in the organization, having him sit there and waste away in the event that you may need him. Really fucking dumb. Really dumb. But we'll get to Schmidt, because he was needed in this game. Eventually. Eventually, Boone went to him, and eventually, it was the right call. But King gets pulled. He just fucking implodes out there. And the bottom of the inning, thankfully, the Yankees tie the game with two runs. Glaber hits his second home run of the game, and then... Kiner Falefa, Marvin Gonzalez, and Trevino come through to tie it. So it's 5-5 five to five now at the end of 7. And in the 8th, Clay Holmes, the only trustworthy reliever left on the team, probably the best reliever in American League, maybe all of baseball, comes in 10-pitch inning, 1-2-3 inning, 9 strikes. Fucking easy. Just makes it look so easy. And the Yankees don't score in the bottom of the 8th. So you think, okay, Holmes, 10 pitches, coming back in. They don't really have anyone else to turn to here in this type of situation. But nope. Boone pulls him for Wandy Peralta to face all right-handed hitters. And he gives up a line drive single to start the inning. And then he gets outs on a left-center warning track shot and a line out to right and a pop-up. So 
yes, he gets through the inning. Wasn't the right call. Clearly wasn't. Based on expected batting average, the Orioles should have took it, taken the lead right there, but they didn't. And then the bottom of the ninth, 5-5 game. Anduar and Kiner Falefa strike out, but then Gonzalez and Trevino walk to bring up Hicks with the running, winning run on second, and he strikes out in three pitches. And Aaron Hicks with runners on, a chance to score a run, drive in a run, give the Yankees a lead, win a game. He'll never fucking do it. He's so bad. And he had two hits on uh, on Tuesday night, but the first one was a 2-0 pitch that he swung at and hit about 15 feet, a little cue shot that he was able to reach on. That's his 2-0 power. He's just the worst. He's the fucking worst. Neither team scores in the 10th, but at least Boone brings in Schmidt finally, who finally is pitching. He should be pitching all the time, and I think he's going to have to now because outside of him and Holmes, I don't know how you turn to some of the other guys. I don't know what you do. The Yankees had the bullpen was, what I said, the greatest bullpen ever constructed, and that has deteriorated through injuries and performance in the last week, and it needs to be righted right away or this team's in big trouble because the offense isn't good enough to carry the pitching. The pitching has carried the offense all season, and you can't have slip-ups in the bullpen like they've had of late. So Schmidt gives them a scoreless 10th. Yankees can't score in the bottom of the 10th. In the 11th, the Orioles do score when Marwin Gonzalez can't field the ground ball, hit right fucking at him. Holy fuck. Right at him. Didn't have to move, and he can't field it, and a run scores. So the Yankees are down 6-5, going in the bottom of the 11th. Anduhar is able to move the automatic runner over from second to third. So there's one out, brings up Kiner Falefa, who gets an 0-2 hole right away. Battles, fouls off a few pitches, finally singles up the middle to tie the game. Marwan Gonzalez singles to move Kiner Falefa to second. And then Jose Trevino, who had an amazing game to that point. If he didn't do anything at that point, it was his best game of the season. But he hits a ground ball through the left side for a single to score Kiner Falefa, and the Yankees win 7-6. And Trevino in the game... Unbelievable game for him, given his just ability as an offensive player. You don't expect it, but three for four, a home run, the game-tying single in the seventh, the game-winning single in the eleventh, also had that walk in the ninth that was huge, but Hicks couldn't do anything with it. Just fucking awesome game for Trevino, who is clearly the number one option now. Higashioka is not even close to having the at-bats that Trevino has. Even if they were equal defensively, which I don't think they are, it's obvious Trevino's better defensively. He's levels above Higashioka offensively. And sure, maybe it's a small sample size of a quarter of a season and half the at-bats in a quarter of a season since they've pretty much divided time equally. But it's, it's something. I don't give a fuck how big a sample size it is. I know Higashioka's sample size. I've seen his whole career. He's not any good. Trevino needs to be playing the majority of the time, and I think it's obvious that he will. It should be obvious that he will. Montgomery was good in the game. Two runs through six plus. Uh, you know, faced a batter in the seventh game up the home run. King was terrible. Licky, you know, faced one batter, got him out. Holmes was awesome. Wandy Peralta was good. Clark Schmidt was great. Pitching was pretty good outside of King. And then offensively, Hicks two for five, like I said. Uh, but his two, you know, three of the outs, he made two of the strikeouts, big spots. One of the hits he has was, like I said, one you couldn't roll it better down the third baseline on a 2-0 swing. Judge, 0 for 5 with two strikeouts, hit into two double plays. It's a good sign when the Yankees can win a game that Aaron Judge does absolutely nothing in. Maybe his worst game of the season, and the Yankees won. That's good, because it's been the Aaron Judge show the entire season. He's been the offense. Rizzo hit, had the uh, solo home run, two walks. Stanton, 0 for 2 before getting removed. Florio comes in for him. He goes 0 for 3. Uh, Gleyber Torres, two solo home runs. Anduar 0 for 5, Kiner Falefa 2 for 5, had the game-tying hit in the 11th. 
Marvin Gonzalez, one for three. Trevino, of course, the three for four, the monster game for Trevino, who's just he's just an easy guy to root for. And a great game for him. His average is up to 246. His OPS is up to 669. So Aaron Hicks' OPS is only at 600. Marvin Gonzalez, 538. Kiner Falefa, 617. So, hey, Trevino's climbing the board right there. Climbing the board. And now the Yankees, you know, it's nice to get a win. It's nice to end that losing streak, but they're far from being safe. Because on Wednesday, J.P. Sears is getting called up for a spot start. He's not really stretched out. So you're thinking he hopefully can get like four innings out of them. Five would be a bonus. And then they go to the chop for four games before they finally get the off day after the 23 games in 22 days. And this weekend is just so enormous that to me, you just have to go to the trap and, and just win two games. Win two out of the four. It takes four games off the schedule from the Rays for a chance for them to catch you. It keeps you and them even. They will not gain any ground. Just go there and win two of the four. That's all they have to do. But before they get there, they have to beat the Orioles on Wednesday night. They have to beat them. Because after this, they don't have many games left against the Orioles. After this, they'll have six games left against the Orioles. Just six games. The rest of the season. The rest of the division has barely played them. The Yankees can't afford to be losing any more games. Can't lose another series. They've already lost one series of this season. Can't lose another one. Have to win this game on Wednesday before they get to the drop. Have to. It's going to be a fucking battle this weekend against the Rays. Always is. Especially down there. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Orioles final game of the three-game series on Wednesday at the stadium. J.P. Sears makes his first Major League start. I will be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.